Welcome to episode 18 of Becoming Mindstrong. And today's topic was another one of those that was by popular request, which I love doing. And it makes sense why today's topic is such a popular one, because it's something that so many of us have not only struggled with for so long, but we've kind of been conditioned to fall into this pattern. And we're talking about this idea of weekend binging. And I'm saying weekend binging because that's when most of us do it, but binging can be anytime, right? We have we have one little thing and then there go our goals. We're good, 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 good all week. And then we have one day where we let loose and then it's it's a downward spiral from there. So today we're going to talk about all things binging. If it hurts our progress and how, most importantly, we're going to talk about how to avoid it and what you can do instead. Check it out. Welcome to Becoming Mindstrong, the official podcast of Mindstrong Fitness. My name is Rachel. I'm the owner and head coach of Mindstrong Fitness, and I am here to teach you truth. No more bullshit, no more point systems, no more shakes, no more raps. This is math and science, and we're going to learn how to do it together. Ready? Let's rock and roll. So let's start by talking about why we binge. Because if you are living your life based on a traditional diet, and when I say traditional diet, I mean any diet out there, whether it's a point system, a a shake system, a frozen meal system, those diets, we've talked about this before, at their core, they're the same diet. The whole basis of them is telling you what you can and cannot eat. And if that is your plan to lose weight, you are going to cave and you are going to binge. And I can say that with complete confidence not because I don't have faith in you, not because I don't think that you're a rock star, but because science has shown that it's not going to last. There have been experiments done that show that willpower is an exhaustible resource, that even if you're a freaking Navy SEAL and you have willpower of steel, at some point, willpower will only get us so far. So I don't say that you're going to cave and you're going to binge as a knock to you. You might have some crazy willpower. You might have a hundred times the willpower that I have. But at the end of the day, even if you have a higher level of it, it's still going to run out at some point, whether for you that's a week or a month or a year, if you have some insane willpower, it is still going to run out. If you are living off a diet based on restriction, it's not going to last. It's not going to be sustainable. And the issue is most of us have spent 30, 40, 50, 60 years of our lives conditioning our body this way. Our bodies always search for homeostasis. They always search for their comfort zone. So what it knows right now, if we've spent most of our lives training our body to function that way, it knows this pattern of I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I go off the rails and I binge and I cave and I eat everything I want and then I go back to being good, good, good. And it knows this cycle of intense restriction followed by intense binging and right back. That's its comfort zone. That's its level of homeostasis and that's what feels normal to it. So what happens is you guys know that I'm a huge fan of tracking macros because the whole basis behind macros is there's no restriction. If you love donuts, fit a donut into your macros once in a while. If you want pizza, fit a slice, fit two slices of pizza into your macros once in a while. There's never this idea of I can't, I can't, I can't until we cave and we binge. But sometimes what happens, and I found this with clients who have done these crash diets for so many years is that they're so used to this cycle 
that it just, it feels uncomfortable for them to just kind of level out for just to give their body that consistency because they're so used to caving and binging. So today we're going to, in addition to this conversation about restriction and in addition to the conversation we're about to have about what binging actually does from a mathematical scientific point of view, we're also going to talk about what you can do instead to give yourself even a little more freedom. Macros already gives you a tremendous amount of freedom, but we're going to talk about ways to have even a little bit more just as a cushion for those of us who have conditioned our bodies to those days where we go a little more all out. But let's start the conversation in terms of what binging actually does. Okay, so the beauty of macros, besides the fact that it's not based off restriction, is that it gives your body consistency. Our bodies love consistency. They want to learn to trust you to know that it's being fueled the way it needs to be fueled day after day after day. Once it trusts you, then we have some more freedom to play games with it, and that's something we'll talk about a little more in detail in a future podcast. But for right now, when we're getting started, our goal is to give our body consistency, meaning give it the right number of carbs fat and protein that it needs every day until it learns to trust you. So let's say this, these are just hypothetical numbers. Please don't use these numbers. Macros are personal for everyone, but let's say that you figure out your macros or a coach figures out your macros and your total calories each day for you to achieve your goals, your total calories should be 1500 calories every day. That means at the end of the week, after seven days have passed, your total calories for the week would be 10,500 calories, okay? 1,500 calories a day times seven is 10,500 calories. Now, before I go any further, let me just reiterate that the reason we're talking numbers right now, we're not getting into any kind of complex math, but you've heard me preach endlessly that that fat loss is calories in versus calories out. That's it. So that's why we're going to get a little more detailed. We're not doing any kinds of crazy math. I just want to show you that these are not Rachel's laws of health and fitness. There's a reason. There is a, a logistical, mathematical, scientific reason why what, what's happening in your weight loss cycle is happening. Okay, so your goal is 1,500 calories a day, which equals 10,500 calories a week. So let's say for six days, you are rock solid. You are eating your 10,500 calories, or sorry, you are eating your 1,500 calories for six days. That gives us a total of 9,000 calories but you are so used to binging and caving and living off restriction that on that seventh day, you go, you have a free for all. You have a complete cheat day or splurge day or whatever else you want to call it. And you eat 3000 calories. You eat literally twice the calories that you're, you're quote unquote supposed to be eating. Well, now your weekly calories just went up to 12,000. Our weekly goal was 10,500. And I don't really go by weekly goals. I go by daily, but right now we're talking totals. So if you were eating 1,500 calories a day, your weekly total would be 10,500. But this week, you were spot on for six days. Then you went crazy on the seventh day. You ate twice as many calories. And now your weekly average just went up to 12,000 calories. Well, that's a 1,500 calorie difference. That is significant. That's not, oh, I just went a little bit over one day. You went an entire day's worth of calories over. So what tends to happen is we're good, 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 good all week. We give ourselves the freedom of that one quote unquote cheat day. And then we say, why isn't it working? Well, the answer why it's not working is very clear when you put it on paper like that. It's not working because weight loss comes down to calories in versus calories out. And you had an entire extra day's worth of food. For this example, you ate 1500 extra calories that week 
which means I don't want to say you undid your progress. You'd not undo your progress, but your, your weekly total was higher than it needed to be for your weight loss goals to be achieved. Are you with me so far? Now, the point of this is not to be rigid. The point of this is not to say that if we're not perfect with our macros every day, it's never going to work. Absolutely not. There's freedom, there's flexibility with macros. And as we're about to talk about, there are ways to plan in, to factor in what we call overage days. Okay, there's a very big difference between an overage day and a cheat day. We just saw or talked about exactly what a quote unquote cheat day does. A cheat day puts you significantly over your calories, and at the end of the week, you're not going to hit your goals. Now, there are times, and this goes back to what I said a few minutes ago, there's a great quote, I think it was by Picasso, and he said, learn the rules like an artist so you can break them like a pro. Learn the rules like an artist so you can break them like a pro. And I love that quote, because once your body trusts you, once your body has this consistency, you get to play games with the rules. Like I've been tracking macros for years and years. My body trusts me beyond belief. So right now I can go on vacation for a full week and not think about macros and eat three times the amount I would normally eat. And I might gain a pound or two here and there, but my body knows me well enough. It trusts me well enough to say, oh man, Rachel is clearly on vacation right now. We know she's going to get back to this and then we settle back in. But if you haven't built that trust yet, if the only thing your body knows right now are the extreme ups and downs of your past, you don't have that level of trust yet. And the first thing we need to focus on is that consistency. So it's not about being perfect. It's not about rigid. It's not about perfectionism. It's not about, oh, I ate this one thing and I went 10 calories over my goals and it's all undone now. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a massive quote unquote cheat day where you go way over and then you wonder why it's not working. We can use the analogy of of budgeting, right? Because you've heard me talk about that macros are very much like budgeting your money. If you're on a a savings plan, your your goal is to save $10,000. So every single day you are keeping track of what you're spending. You're cutting back on Starbucks. You're cutting back on manicures, pedicures, whatever it is for you. And you're being so good. But then every Saturday you're going out for some drinks and those drinks lead to more drinks and those drinks lead to going out to eat and those going out out to eat lead to going to the club. And next thing you know, you just spent quite a few hundred dollars on a Saturday. And then you look back and say, why aren't my savings goals working? Well, the answer is because you, yes, you were really good all week, but then you went on a free for all on the weekend. And at the end of the day, math doesn't lie, right? If you spend more than you saved, then you didn't save. And it's the exact same conversation with calories. It, sometimes the answer is to dig deeper and say, you know, why am I feeling the need to, to binge like that? And nine times out of 10, it's because there's too much restriction going on, right? There, maybe the reason that you're going nuts on that Saturday financially is because you're being too tight with your money during the week. Maybe if you budgeted for a couple of drinks or, or a movie out or whatever else during the week, you wouldn't have to go completely all out on Saturday, And it's the same thing with calories. If you're trying to live off, don't eat this, don't eat this, eat this, don't eat this, of course you're going to cave and you're going to binge. But if you're allowing for those foods here and there, yeah, you still might want a day for extras, which is what we're about to talk about next, but you're not going to feel that same drive to just go all out because you're not living based off restriction. Okay. So up to now, there's two things that we know. We know that restriction is never going to be the answer. If you've spent a life of restriction and caving and binging and beating yourself up about it and telling yourself, I have no willpower, pause 
and breathe and give yourself a mental hug because it is not your fault. Willpower is never going to be the answer. It is not, it go, it literally goes against human nature. So right now you are taking it as a a reflection on your self-worth that, that you have caved and binged when the reality is it's human nature. And that is a huge statement. This is not a reflection on your willpower, on your self-worth. It is a reflection on the fact that you tried a method that's been sold to you for, for generations and it goes against human nature. The second thing we need to understand is that if you, if you have your macros set correctly, if your numbers are set correctly, so you are in a caloric deficit and you are not yet hitting your goals, it's either because you just need more time or because there's a day or two here and there where you're not just going over by a little bit, you're going over so drastically that by the end of the week, your totals are just way off. Which leads us to the conversation of how can we do this sustainably? And this is a conversation where I like to tread lightly. So I'm going to tell you what I do with my clients, but I'm also going to explain to you why I hesitate to jump into this. Yes, this is something I do with my clients. It is not something I start my clients on right away. And that's a bigger mindset conversation that we're going to have as well. I do something called overage days and an overage day is not a cheat day. Now, before I dive too much into this, I want to put a little caveat here. You've heard me say a million times, macros are not about being perfect. If you have a day, if it's your birthday, if you're at your child's wedding, if it's your anniversary, there is nothing wrong with taking a day and being like, screw this. Today is not about macros. I'm going to enjoy this day and get right back on tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I encourage you to do that. My, My clients have gotten messages from me saying it is coach's orders that you are not allowed to think about macros today. The problem is when we start looking for every excuse, right? Like, well, it's my dog's birthday and tomorrow is my neighbor's son's birthday. You know, if, if you want to find an excuse, you'll always find one. I'm talking about those truly special occasions where it's just not a day to think about macros. Enjoy the day. Get right back to it. But what we want to do is focus on consistency. So what I do is something called an overage day, and it is not a cheat day. It is not a free-for-all. It's one day a week. Sometimes we build our way up to two, but as a starting place, it's one day a week where we assign a set number of overage calories. So what you're going to do that day is you're going to aim to hit your macros first. We want to make sure we're still hitting your number of carbs, uh, fat, and protein that day. And then once those numbers are hit, you get blank number of calories as an overage day. Now, what goes in that blank is it's personal. It depends on what your goals are. It depends on where you're at. It depends on your current weight. It depends on your current calorie set. Let's say for the purposes of this conversation, it's 400 calories. So you can use it any day you want. So let's say you save it for Saturday because you know that's the day you typically binge. So on Saturday, you're going to hit your macros first. You're going to make sure you give your body that consistency of carbs, fat, and protein. And then you have 400 extra calories in this example to eat whatever the hell you want. Now, what this does is it gives you that freedom. If you want to go have a couple drinks on a Saturday, you can always fit alcohol into your macros, but it's going to take up a bunch of those calories. Now you have a little extra to be able to enjoy those drinks without trading it for some food because, right, it's all about budgeting. So during the week, if you're going to have two glasses of wine, you're going to give up some of your calories that you would eat for calories that drink. If you're using it on your overage day, those two glasses of wine just become your overage. No harm, no foul. You still have all your calories left to eat your food. This is a great way to still give you some freedom. And the beautiful thing is too, as your body learns to trust you more, this number goes up and up. 
So I've had clients that have worked with me for a long time now, and they now have two overage days of significantly large numbers of calories. You would be pretty shocked if, if, if you spoke to some of them and saw how large their overage days are. But the only reason we can do that is because we've built the trust first. Their body responds really well because they know, oh, I know every day I'm getting this number of carbs, fat, and protein, and then I get a little boost on this overage day, and our body will learn to love that boost, especially if you're working out, and then it just goes back to the consistency that it knows and trusts. But again, it's all about building that trust. Now, the reason I don't jump to overage days is this. In fact, I don't even introduce clients to overage days until they've been tracking macros for quite a while. And that comes down to a mindset thing. We don't want to encourage this mindset of restriction, 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 and then binging. So what I have found happens is if you introduce people to here's how you do macros, the goal is to get within two to three grams of each macro each day, but one day a week you get 400 extra calories. Now we're perpetuating that idea of, okay, I can only eat this much. I can only eat this much. Just make it till Saturday. Just make it till Saturday. And then Saturday we cram in all the foods that we want to eat. And that's not redefining our relationship with food. The thing that redefines our relationship with food is hearing here, you have 1600 calories a day. This is a hypothetical situation. Don't just use this number. Let's say I figured out your macros and you have 1600 calories a day, 150 grams of carbs, 120 grams, whatever it is, whatever your macros are. The way we redefine our relationship with food is learning how to fit the occasional slice of pizza into our daily macros, learning how to fit a glass or two of wine into our macros. Then once we're comfortable with that, once we see I don't have to live off restriction and feel the need to binge, once we're comfortable with that, then the bone, the overage day becomes like a bonus. Then it's like, hey, by the way, now your body trusts you. Now you're starting to understand the process. Have a little more freedom. Let me, let me give you a little more freedom into some extra calories on the weekends. You don't actually have to fit those two glasses of wine into your macros on Saturday. Just have them, and that's your overage. But what I try to avoid is perpetuating this mindset of, I have to save it for my overage day, right? Because that's what a lot of people do if they jump into that too soon, is they won't fit pizza into their macros because they don't trust they can do it. So it's like, okay, no pizza, no pizza, no pizza. And then they save it all for their overage day. And then their overage day turns into a cheat day. And then we're back to square one. So much of this is mindset. I hope you're realizing that by now. So much of nutrition, so much of health and fitness comes down to your mindset. And so much of that mindset comes down to your relationship with food. The beauty of tracking macros, besides the fact that it's not based on restriction, is that there are no foods that are off limits. It's about learning how to fit them into your personal numbers. And then when we start to talk about overage days, it's a terrible way to say this, but it's icing on the cake. It is not the day you're saving all the quote unquote bad foods from. And that's, that is the old mindset we want to get out of. This good food, bad food, in fact, go back and listen to the podcast episode about good food and bad food. It's getting out of this mindset of, I have to save all my quote unquote bad foods for my cheat day. And then once you have one, we're rolling down the hill, we're snowballing and eating everything and undoing the the awesome progress that we put in during the week. It's about a sustainable lifestyle. It's about learning to eat the foods you love, making nutritious choices the majority of the time, but still fitting in those fun foods during the week while you're hitting your macros. And then if the time comes, if you feel like you're ready, if your coach advises it, then you can add in a tracked overage day. And then listen, 
Again, you, you learn the rules like a pro and you can break them like an artist. After a while of doing this, when you are a macro ninja, then you get the flexibility, right? I have the ability now to take a day here and there more often than I would advise my clients to. Some, most often I choose not to just because I feel so much better when I'm doing my macros. But, you know, I, I went on Alaskan cruise a couple years ago and it was a full week. And, you know, on cruises, like you can eat whatever the hell you want. So I was literally ordering two entrees and three desserts every single night. Every single night of that cruise, I did it because I was on vacation and I knew going into it, this was going to be a free for all. And it wasn't because I was living off restriction. It was because I was on a cruise and I wanted to eat anything and everything. And I was able to bounce back from that like it was nothing because my body trusts me. And it took a long time to get to that, that place. But I tell you that, not to brag about my awesome metabolism, but to show you that trust is something that's built. It's like any relationship in your life, right? If any bump that comes up, if there's a lot of trust in your relationship, a bump here and there is not going to be a big deal. But if there's a serious trust issue, that little bump becomes a huge deal. And again, with macros, it's never about perfection. But the more trust you have built with your body, the more bumps you can throw in there without being a big deal. And that's how we start to make the sustainable lifestyle. So in the beginning, I encourage you, don't don't use this overage day as as a crutch. A lot of people want to hear the answer of how do I do an overage day? And my answer is, I do not suggest focusing on an overage day in the beginning. Focus on getting the skill of macros under your belt. It's 100% a skill. Learn your macro numbers. Get in the habit of hitting within two to three grams each day because that's going to take time. It's going to take practice. It's going to take being gentle with yourself. Give your body that consistency that it wants, right? We're not focusing on this, this arbitrary idea of perfection. We're focusing on the idea of consistency and building trust. And once you have that, then you can start to take the steps towards a tracked overage day. I very highly encourage you, if you haven't made the journey into macros yet, to just start doing some research. If you know me, you know that I am not a fan of the major life overhaul. You don't have to go from zero to 100, but it is truly the most sustainable way to approach nutrition. And I don't say this as someone who who sells Rachel's laws of macros. This I don't consider myself a personal trainer. I consider myself an educator. And after trying anything and everything out there, this is the single most sustainable approach to nutrition for all the reasons we discussed today. It is not based on restriction. It comes down to math and science, and it is totally sustainable once you learn the skill. If you're ready to start learning about macros, then grab my free macro cheat sheet at bit.ly.com slash macro cheat sheet, B-I-T-L-Y.com slash macro cheat sheet.